Chapter 11, Uniquely Japanese. Friends of ours from Japan, Tadahiro and Susan Kawada, were visiting us at our home in Bellingham. Early in the morning, I received a call from Susan letting me know she was stuck in our bathroom and could not open the door. We've never had this problem before, but I understood intuitively that she was not going to muscle her way through the door. I quickly went to rescue her from the guest house bathroom. I grabbed the doorknob and opened it. We broke out into laughter. As I said, there was nothing wrong with the door. I paused and remembered something, that there was a hard spot when you turned the knob. Over breakfast, we were laughing about the situation, and Susan conveyed a principle that she had taught her two children. Never force anything. If something doesn't seem right, stop and think about it. That subtle catch in the doorknob was an indication that there was something wrong and provided an opportunity to solve the problem. However, it required someone with acute sensitivity to make this happen. There are thousands of examples of how the Japanese have solved problems using their highly tuned-in senses. I have found that most people are not tuned in at this high level. Rather, they accept these inconveniences as part of life, not as an opportunity to improve and do Kaizen. As a result of the Japanese influence on my thinking, I now ask every house guest to give me one thing to improve that would make their stay more enjoyable. I have made countless improvements and many of them are very subtle. We recently added non-slip tape to the treehouse staircase to stop the guests from slipping when they're going up and down. I also added a floating wall seat that allows everyone to take off their shoes before entering. I added a hook right outside the shower to hang a robe while showering and an additional hook near the bed to hang the robe when getting into bed. I added a special remote to turn the lights on and off while laying in bed. None of these improvements in and of themselves are a big deal, but they make a subtle difference for our guests. Tadahiro noticed that the sink stopper was not adjusted correctly, so when he shaved, he couldn't fill the sink up with water. Instead, he had to let the faucet run. This is very Japanese, not wanting to waste anything. I'm going to go off script here. Tadahiro is the president of a billion-dollar company. If anybody can afford to waste water, it would be him. But even this small detail matters. Back on script. So I fixed it and returned it to full working order. When Susan and Tadahiro toured FastCap, they discovered many small opportunities for improving things most visitors would have never noticed. Susan identified some items that were not GPS located, even though the processes were clear and well-documented. She also noticed our bathroom cleaning process was a bit backwards and needed to be improved. We immediately shot a new instructional training video to correct our errors. The subtle differences matter and they lead to excellence in everything you do. In Japan, if you enter a department store on a rainy day, there's a clever device that slips a plastic cover over your umbrella. This reduces wet floors that could potentially cause a slipping hazard. Sakichi Toyota changed the name of the company from a family name, Toyoda, to Toyota. Only one letter difference. 
but that one subtle difference had a profound implication. He didn't want the company to be about the family. He wanted the company to be about something bigger, to be about impacting society. When writing the two names in the Japanese katakana, there is a difference of two strokes. The family name has 10 strokes. The company name has eight strokes. 10 is the number of completion. Eight is an incomplete number, signifying never being satisfied. So subtle, but so important. At the Lexus Training Center, new workers learn a powerful concept. If the worker feels anything different, sees anything different, smells anything different, hears anything different, or tastes anything different, no matter how small or subtle, they are to stop, call, wait. They are instructed to be hypersensitive to the tiniest things so they can more precisely find problems. The concept of stop, call, and wait is drilled into them over and over again. Why? Because it is counterintuitive for a new employee or anyone for that matter to want to pull the Andon cord and stop an entire operation. But this is exactly what the company wants. They want every employee to stop the entire production line if there is any anomaly, no matter how small. That is exactly what Susan did when she encountered a subtle stiffness in our bathroom doorknob. I've been a bull in a china shop for most of my life, but I've learned and understood how the Japanese think. I've enjoyed the benefit of finessing, not muscling my way through life. Are you sensitive to the subtleties in your life? When I think about subtleties in Japan, they are very sensitive to maintaining harmony and flow. I saw a trash can at a rest stop that had a clear panel and clear trash bag so that the person emptying the trash could be 10 or 20 feet away and see if the trash needed emptying. This simple clear panel, which I've never seen before, allowed harmony because there was no trash overflowing from the trash can. How many times have you seen overflowing trash cans that desperately need attention? The same clear panel allows for flow for the worker to move freely throughout the service area and perform their job without any unnecessary motion. If you pay attention when you're walking the streets in Japan, whether in Tokyo or a small town, you'll notice that there are not many trash cans. A while back, a terrorist put an explosive device in a public trash can. After that, the officials decided to eliminate public trash cans, particularly in busy areas. This had an unintended consequence. The fact that it is not easy to find a place to dispose of items causes people to think more carefully about the trash they generate. Bringing a paper cup or anything that might need to be thrown out is not so easy. As a foreigner, this has had a profound impact on me. In other countries, I wouldn't consider what I was bringing with me because I wouldn't think about where to throw it away. However, in Japan, I think about it as I walk out the door, and it causes me to be more mindful of the trash I generate. There is a subtle reminder to everyone in Japan that generating garbage will be met with a degree of inconvenience. 
The same subtleties can be seen at the Lexus Training Center where you look at all the Kerukuri, automation without power, that they have implemented. It is easy to create automation with motors and electricities, but try creating it by just using the energy that you exert by lifting or stepping on something. This is the very definition of subtle. This requires great skill, finesse, and deep thinking. On the production line, when a worker picks up a metal plate, they have created a magnetic field that properly positions the next plate so the worker doesn't have to struggle, allowing flow and harmony. Toyota has also developed a system where if the worker needs three screws to perform a particular task, when they pick up the screw gun, magnets dip down into the tray and grab exactly three screws. With a simple pass of the hand, the worker has retrieved the exact number of screws without any struggle. In many public restrooms, they have bidet toilet seats that even have a sound button to mask any unwanted sounds from other patrons. Push the button and a beautiful tinkling water sound plays instead of listening to you grunt and groan. Perhaps my favorite subtlety that illustrates this concept is the Japanese cloud lift. If you look at the clouds, they are generally very soft and the edges rise and fall. The Japanese have taken this element and incorporated it into their architecture and design. They really like the idea of being in harmony with nature instead of forcing their designs to compete with nature. Like I said before, it makes more sense to cooperate than compete. If you stop and think about it, nature plays this out beautifully. I remember checking into an onsen, a warm springs bathhouse, and behind the desk was a floor-to-ceiling window that allowed the beautiful forest to move right through the lobby and envelop the guests. I have never seen this anywhere else in the world. Well, some people would say it's not very subtle. To me, it was a classic example of the subtlety that plays out in Japanese thinking. Why block the outside from the inside? Instead, join them together in one continuous envelopment. The Japanese are masterful gardeners, sensitive to the finest details. If you look at a Japanese garden, you'll see that the lines are generally flowing and there are no hard or sharp corners. In nature, it's not normal to find hard and sharp corners. Nature has a way of softening the edges. Rivers flow and adapt to the topography. In contrast, when you look at European architecture, it's not uncommon to see hard, straight lines, particularly when you look at European landscaping. Of course, there are no absolutes. What I'm trying to illustrate is the way the Japanese think. When I was in northern Japan in Hokkaido area, I was up on a mountain pass and the wind was blowing the clouds over the mountaintops and creating a lifting and falling effect. It was absolutely spectacular. As a pilot, it is not uncommon to see a lenticular cloud, which clearly illustrates the lifting and falling that occurs in nature. I learned about the cloud lift concept in my 20s while working on craftsman-style homes in Pasadena, California. There were two brothers, Charles and Henry Green, who were both premier home designers and builders in the early 1900s. 
The brothers had done a masterful job of incorporating Japanese architecture and design with the warmth of the English bungalow. The result was a home that emphasized craftsmanship and quality over embellishment. They incorporated the cloud lift into every element of their design, both on the exterior and the interior of their homes, as well as the furniture that they designed and built. As a young man, I became enamored with the cloud lift and began incorporating it into all the furniture I built. I also incorporated it into the design of my home. I love what the Japanese observed, that nature had a natural lifting and falling. It is so subtle, most people would never even notice. But these tiny details make the Japanese culture so fascinating. When you become more sensitive to these kinds of details, it will inevitably affect other things you do. If you walk through a Toyota plant, you can see their sensitivity played out on the manufacturing floor. On the assembly line, when workers need a screw gun, it is delivered at precisely the right time so they make the smallest motion to use it. They do not even have to move their feet after the screw gun has swung into the optimum position. It swings back out of the way so the worker can move on to another task. All this happens in less than two seconds. Most of us would say, what's the big deal? Just reach one foot further. Why spend all that time developing something that swings the gun at precisely the right moment so the worker has zero struggle? The Japanese seem to relish the subtleties. It's a dance between the hands of the craftsman, the material, and the end product. Every time I land in Japan, I am on high alert to observe the subtleties that still slay me almost 20 years after my first visit. They are constantly putting a smile on my face as I marvel at the deep thinking care and concern that goes into each one of these subtleties I observe. Think about receiving a command from your father two inches from your face. I need you to clean your room right now. Contrast that with your father making a subtle passing comment that sets your mind in motion like, I heard that Winnie the Pooh likes a clean and tidy room. Well, the difference between the two techniques is not subtle. The approach is. The Japanese have taken the concept of subtlety and made it a cornerstone of the way they perform small menial tasks and in the way they execute supreme craftsmanship. The one thing, Winnie the Pooh likes a clean and tidy room.